Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. All right, the message God gave me for today is called Leading to Win the City. So God placed this on my heart a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you all know whenever you're, uh, when God speaks to you, you remember exactly where you were sitting. You know, most of the time, you know exactly what was going on. You know, you know the night I got saved and God spoke to me to go to the altar, I know exactly what I had on, how my hair was fixed, <laughs> had it pulled back a little bit, and I just, and I just knew that. And uh, so the other day, I was sitting at Hamburg, the light, to get ready to turn left to go into work, and uh, I was about three cars behind the front car that was uh, at the traffic light. So we were stopped, and God just started dealing with me on leading, leadership, like like the front car, you know, when you, when you get, when that light turns green, I like to be ready to go, and I like for everybody in front of me, if I'm behind them, I like for them to be ready to go, you know, and uh, so as I was sitting there, it's like God just started dealing with me about leading, and being a leader, and uh, so I thought, you know what, these are things that God just started giving me, and when I got to work, I just started writing a few notes down, so I'm going to read Second Timothy 4, 7, and 8 first. Is it up there? Thank you. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. I'm sorry, 7 and 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. This is Paul talking. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but for all of them also that love his appearing. So I want to bring Paul in because Paul, besides Jesus, he was such a, such a leader. We know Jesus was. But Paul was such a leader to the, to the people uh, of his day. He, and he's, a, he's still a leader to us today. But Paul led the people. He discipled the people. He was apostle. Uh, he planted churches. And then when it got to time for almost for him to die, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So he was such a leader, and he knew he was a leader. He knew that he was led by God. So God was giving me on that day a couple of weeks ago, God was telling me a few things, and I just wrote down a few things that God told me about being a leader. So a leader sets the pace. And you can be a leader, and you are. If you are a Christian and you have given your heart to the Lord, you are a leader. So whether you think, oh, I don't have people following me, I'm not a pastor or I'm not an evangelist, but I'm a, I'm a Christian, but you are a leader. You don't have to have thousands of people following you or hundreds of people or even a church following you to be a leader. God has called us all to be a leader. You might just be a leader in your home. That's so important to be a leader. If you don't have other people in your household and you're a Christian, you're still a leader because God has called us all to lead. So a leader sets the pace. A leader must be alert and ready. Like if you're at that traffic light 
you're, you're going to be alert and ready. Hopefully you are. If you're distracted, other people will let you know that the light's turning green. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll be honking their horns. But a leader must be alert and ready. A leader looks out for harm. A leader don't want to be harmed, but they don't want other people to be harmed. A leader wants no one, especially Christian leaders. We don't want anyone left behind. We want us all to go forward. A leader looks for the good of all. A leader don't just say it's me and mine and nobody else matters. A leader wants other people and other families and other people's children. You know, we all, we all pray for our children, of course, and we are called to do that, and we're called to lead our children. But God has called us to look out for each other. We look out for each other's children. Have you ever had that one of your friends or your family or your church family and people are calling out to God for their children? Maybe they're one of those prodigals. And we all try to join together and pray that they come back to the Lord. We're leaders. We look for the good of all. True spiritual leaders want, want to and are led by God. We want to be led by God through His Word and through seeking God. We want to seek God to be a good spiritual leader. A true leader knows that poor decisions can affect many people. A true leader leads not only because of a title, but because they want to protect, they want to guide, they want to cover people, do what's best for others. They want to lay themselves down for the kingdom. A true leader seeks the Holy Spirit for guidance and for help. It's, we must make good decisions in our humanity. We're not going to make the best decisions all the time. But with God leading us, we will make good decisions. A leader follows through once they hear from God. We want to be led by God so that others, so that we can lead others well. Not lead in my own ability, but in God's ability. So those are some things that God was, was giving me. Uh, you know, sometimes we just can't figure out God. We don't know what God's up to, right? Even though uh, he's doing good things and we see good things, we can't figure it out. Have you ever thought, you know, how could God use certain people? You know, it's like, wow. You know, and I love that wow moment. It's like those people's been with God, you know, because God does things. God don't have to check in with me to do something good and do something through somebody that I don't expect that, you know. But thank God he is God, and we are uh, just being led by him, and they are only being led by him. So let's just praise God when he starts using somebody that is like, wow, you know, I never expected that. Praise God. Just get in and, and, and encourage them and, and go with God on this. Um, we can only be led by God by the grace of God. Amen? We cannot lead in our own abilities. So in 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, I'm going to read that. Now, I'm not a long-winded preacher, but if the Holy Spirit takes over, we'll just see how it goes. But uh, normally I don't preach very long. But 1 Peter 4... 10 says, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's not in our own ability to lead. 
It is by the grace of God. It's all by the grace of God. It's not by education. Education is good. Education will help you be a leader. But that is not, without the grace of God, that is not what we count on. We don't count on money. We don't count on intellect. All these things are good things. But that is not, without the grace of God, what gets us through. Not even good looks can do it for us, right? It has to be the grace of God. But God says, my grace is sufficient. Grace, the grace of God will never run out. So if we will count on the grace of God, in 1 Corinthians it says, by the grace of God, Paul said, I am that I am. So we have to have the grace of God. We cannot do it in our own abilities. As children of God, we need to believe and expect that God's going to move when we pray. You know, we pray, and sometimes we're like, well, it may happen, and it may not. I was talking to a girl one day, and she said, well, I'm praying, but I don't know. And it's like, you know, sometimes we're in that state. Sometimes I've been in that state. But God wants us to expect, when I get down on my knees and I pray to my God, that God's going to move. We just need to pray and expect it. Do you expect when you lay hands on the sick that they're going to recover? Do you expect it? Now, we might not see it right then and there. But you know, as our pastors lead, don't stop praying. You keep right on praying. If there, people's in a prayer line and somebody's got, or they're really sick about something and you're praying for them and they don't get healed immediately, you keep on praying. You go to the next person. You go to the next. And you know what? God's still moving back here. That person may be healed before that service is over. That person may be, you know, give God time. That person may call you next week and say, hey, I was healed last Sunday. You know, so don't ever give up just because you don't see an immediate healing. I think a lot of times when we see people like in a wheelchair or things like that, we're a little by, you know, oh, I don't know if I want to pray for them in front of everybody. But you know what? Lay hands on the sick because God says they shall recover. So let's believe what the Word of God says. He said to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. If your child is not serving the Lord right now like they should be, God says if you've raised them up, He will bring them in. So don't ever give up on your prayers. But although we have awesome leaders in this church, and I'm so thankful to God for our leaders, we have, they have wonderful vision for us. And if we all just take part in that, we are still leaders. We can't just sit back and say, oh, John and Megan and Patrick and uh, Kimberly, they've got this. We've got to line up. We've got to be with them in this. Because, because God's called them to lead doesn't make that all of us are not called to lead. We're all called to lead. So let's just back up them and, and let's get that vision in us. And let's know, you know, I, I know this little story about a man said, you know what? He said, I never hear from God. I just, he talked, he talked to his pastor after church. He said, I'm just one that never, hear, that never hears from God. And the pastor said, you just did. It just sounded like me. So that pastor was preaching with all of his heart what God had gave him to preach to the people. God was speaking through him. So God is speaking to us through people. Now, God will speak to us. We don't have to have a person because God speaks to us. Sometimes we can hear, hear God. Sometimes it might come to our heart. 
but God speaks to us. So let's just be alert and let God speak to us and know that God speaks through other people to us. But we must meet people where they're at. As a leader, you know, sometimes I've, I've been born and raised in church. And I was, mom was a Sunday school teacher. Her and dad sang 30-plus years and ministered and dragged us kids to church all the time. And, and I'm thankful for that now. Tired then, but thankful now. But, uh, you know, sometimes you think, we're going, like, I'm, like Isaiah said, we go back tonight. <laughs> and that's just how we were, you know. If there was a, honestly, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to God now, but if there was a three-week revival at our old home church, we were there three, three weeks solid. Dad would be unlocking the door and closing the door, so we'd be the first ones there, the last ones to leave. And, but now I'm thankful and I'm grateful for that. But sometimes when you're dealing with people as a leader, they haven't been born and raised in church. Maybe they are, you know, maybe they're in their later years and they're just now coming to the Lord. They don't know all the Sunday school stories. They don't know about David and Goliath. They don't know about Daniel and the lion's den. But you meet those people where they're at and you help them take that next step. You meet them where they're at and you help them take, even if it's a baby step, you help them take that next step as a leader. But we have to remember not everybody's been raised and know the things that we know. And, but we want to help them. We want to help them get to where they can be leaders and disciple other people also. We just want, uh, we just want the, uh, to God, for God to lead us so we can lead them so they can start leading others. And God spoke to me when, when we first was coming into this church and we planted this church here in, in uh, Mount Sterling. God spoke to me and he said, that we will win people. We're going to win them by hugging people. Back when we could hug a lot. So now we got to be more careful. But God says you're going to win them one step at a time. You're going to lead. You're going to, to expect God to win this city for his namesake. Amen? For the kingdom of God. But I tell you about a different kind of leader. The kind of leader that, that just... The devil does not know what to do with. He just gets so exasperated with this kind of leader. It's the kind of leader that has been through the fire. It's the kind of leader that's been through the fire, but they come out and not even smell like smoke. Amen? Have we been there? <laughs> Have you been there? You've been a leader, and as, and as a leader, you've been through some things. You've been messed up. You've been, uh, you've been to where people have rejected you. You have been, uh, sometimes it's things we do ourselves and we get in, into situations. But there's times that we didn't ask for it, but bad things have happened. These are the kind of Christians that when they come out of the fire and they've been to the cross, then they're not going to let anything stop them from worshiping their God. They're not going to let anything stop them from getting to people. They're going, to, they're going to have such a compassion and such a passion that they want to win somebody to the kingdom of God because they've been through it and they know. Pastor Patrick, he shares his testimony of, of how he's been through drugs and, and uh, the alcohol and how he was so bound and, and uh, he was messed up. 
You know, he was messed up, but God, but God brought him out. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a past of uh, drugs and alcohol, but I have a past of sin. I was in sin too, but I found Jesus. I've been through the fire. I had been rejected. There was a time in my life that, uh, that I messed up so bad, and I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed for my parents. And uh, there was a time that I was so ashamed that, I promise you, my hands covered my face. And, and I was just so in shame. But praise be to God, God brought me out of that. And, and thank God that I had praying parents that didn't give up. I had, they had church family that didn't give up praying with them. And God brought me out. God brought me out, and he brought me to his cross. And now I want to live every day, every breath I can to give him glory and to give him honor. But that's the kind of Christian and, and a Christian leader that gives the devil such a hard time. They're not interested. Like we preach here, they're not interested in the church signs. They're not interested in what doctrine, what kind of church you go to. They're not interested in that kind of thing. All they're interested in is, I've got Jesus now. He delivered me. You need Jesus. I'll help you find Jesus. Because that is exactly what God wants us to do. That's the kind of leader. That's the kind of passion that God wants us to have. God don't want us to just be saved and have church and have good church. I love good church too. But God don't want us just to be, oh yeah, you know, we had a great service. And then we go out of here and we forget about everybody else that's out there that need the Lord. God wants us to be a leader on Monday and Tuesday, just as Pastor John said, God wants us to be a leader. And those kind of leaders also, they have uniforms, but their uniforms don't stay clean. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, Ezekiel? <laughs> you know, I, God deals with me a lot of, about sports and things because we're a sports family. Dwight, Matt, they all played sports. I played a little bit in middle school. But uh, God deals with me a lot about sports. And just this week, God was, well, God was dealing with me, and I was sharing with Dwight. And I said, you know what? God don't want us to keep clean uniforms. He wants us to come out of the stands. He wants us to come off the sidelines, and he wants us to get on the field. He don't want us just cheering everybody else on. Amen? We need to cheer each other on, yes. But God wants me to get my uniform dirty because we've got a city to win. God says this message is all about leading to win the city. In, uh, in 1 Samuel, I'll share real quick about David. You know, David was having a, a really bad day. And uh, because sometimes when you're, when you're leading, you have to encourage yourself. And you have to encourage others. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, they had been gone, David and the men, and when they came back, Ziglag, Ziklag had been burned. The women were taken captive. The son and sons and daughters had been taken captive. It says David and the people that were with him, they lifted up their voice and they wept. Now here they had been gone out. They come back. Ziklag had been burned with fire. The women taken captive. The children taken captive. And these men come back. And verse 4 said, they lifted their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They were in such distraught. They didn't have any more power. They were weeping, and they were in such distress. 
But that bad day, it got even worse for David. Because verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was so grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we've got to do. We've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Sometimes there's not going to be anybody around to encourage you. You have to encourage yourself. And sometimes you do have people that encourage you. You want to encourage each other. Me and Sue, we try to encourage each other. If she's having a rough time, she lets me know. If I'm having a rough time, I let her know. We try to encourage each other. And you need those friends and you need that church family. But sometimes you've got to just, you don't want to tell anybody. You want to just encourage yourself in the Lord. So how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? You know, sometimes when I need the Lord so bad to move for me, something's going on and, and I just need God to move. I, sometimes I'll slip out of my office. We've got a conference room and I just go in there and I just start walking around that room. I said, Lord, you're my joy. You're my peace. You're my victory, God. Anything that happens, God, good, you are, you, it's because of you, God. Any good that's in me, that people might see good in me, it's because of you, God. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. And then you've got to encourage other people. We've got to look out for each other. Me and Mom's learning a song right now. We're working on it. And it said, no foe, there's no foe that can defeat you. There's no enemy that can defeat you. If you are standing side by side, and that's because I've got your back and you've got my back. So as long as we as a church body and as children of God, as long as we are standing in love for one another and we are standing side by side, there's nothing, nothing that the enemy pours out or tries to come against us that can stop us because we got each other. You've got my back, I've got your back. If we will stand together, nothing, nothing that the enemy brings against us will defeat us. And we can say that with God's word backing it up. Nothing, nothing can defeat you. So you just remember that. This week, if the devil comes at you with something, you just say, devil, you're defeated. You're defeated. The Bible says, I give you, Jesus said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You don't know how many times I say that. I've got a certain spot in my living room, and the enemy might come against us in our household for some reason, or he might be coming against my family, or he might be coming against my church family, or somebody's called and they say, hey, I had a woman call me one time, and she said, me and my husband are right at it, and I don't even know if I'm going to survive it this time. And I, after I got off the phone with her, I said, Devil, you're a liar. We tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So don't you ever think that the enemy's got more power than you. He wants us to think that we're just poor little paupers, that when he comes and attacks that we have no power. We've got power over him. Don't you ever think that the devil has more power than you if you are a child of God. And if the devil comes at you or your children, you stand up for them because God's got you. God will take you through. He'll take them through. One of my mentors from when I was a very young Christian, one of my mentors, 
She prayed and she would fast for me. I know she prayed and fasted for me. And she told me one time, she said, she said, God's got you. Don't you ever think that the enemy will take you down. And she, she told me, and we talked a lot, and, and she told me one time, she said, uh, what if your child calls you right in the middle of the night and they need you so bad to pray for them? Or what if your child's at home and then uh, they get very sick and you just need right then and there to get in touch with God? Don't you want to be in that position? Don't you want to be in that spot to where you can lay hands on them and watch them children recover from being sick? If that child called you and says, Mom, I'm in trouble. I need help right now. The enemy's coming against me. Don't you want to be ready to get on your knees and call out to God and see your child delivered? That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be leaders. He wants us to take lead. Don't let the enemy discourage you. Don't you ever let the enemy discourage you. And I know we go through things. I know that we battle depression, and depression is real. I know we battle rejection, and rejection is real. But let me tell you, don't ever give up. You just stay in prayer. You might, you might be in the state to where you don't even want to open the blinds at home. And, and you might just be in such a state to where, God, I can't even get out of bed today. Don't you ever give up thinking that God doesn't care and that God can't get you through. The enemy wants you to think, I've got you this time. He's told me that before. He said, I've got you this time. But God brought me through. God restored me. And there's nothing that the devil can do when somebody's come out of the fire. Amen? When you've been through the fire and you've come out, you know, you know that God's going to bring other people out. So if you're battling things today, you just tell the enemy, devil, you get behind me and you're under my feet because Jesus says, I give you power. And he said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. But he said, but whether withstand and say that our joy is in, that our names are written in heaven. You know, we don't just joy that we have power over the devil. We joy because our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? That's our joy. That's our peace. And that's what God wants us to concentrate on, that He has brought us through. So I want you to be encouraged today. Lead, lead whoever God has you uh, in contact with. Be a leader to that person. Even if that person is a leader themselves, a strong leader, lead, be a leader. Nothing gives joy to our pastors more than to see in the people that they're leading that they become leaders. So just because that uh, Pastor Patrick and Pastor John, they're always on fire for God, don't ever think that they don't have times that the enemy comes against them. And, and we need to be leaders, and we need to pray for them whenever we're, we're thinking about them. And, and, but sometimes you think, oh, they're just so strong, you know, and, and they're, they're just fine. And, and uh, pray for them and show them the leadership that you have by doing things that God has called you to do. And that just, that just advances the, the kingdom even more. So I want to encourage you today to be the leader that God has called you to be. And it might just be a, a, a friend at school. 
It might just be uh, somebody, like I said, within your household. It might just be somebody you talk to on the phone every once in a while. Lead. Lead them like God has called you to lead. And if you have ever been through the fire and you know that God has delivered you, there is nothing the enemy can do to keep you down. Has anybody been through the fire? Amen. I've been through the fire. And it's not always just, uh, just, just you know, the, the bad, bad that everybody knows about. Sometimes it's just the fire that nobody else knows about, you know. But God will bring you through. So if you would stand with me this morning. Thank you.